Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And welcome into the show, the North Shore Fishing Report. Glad to have you aboard this, well, foggy morning, uh, light winds. Good day to get out fishing. Beautiful start to a three-day weekend for some folks. Uh, Memorial Day is Monday, so more time to get out on the water and go fishing. Uh, here on North Shore, we're still dealing with the opening. Well, the, the second opening in one year of the Bonnie Carey Spillway. Uh, it's never been open twice in one year, so this is a first. And, well, you know, like like you imagine, it, it's dramatically affected uh, what we normally catch here in Lake Pontchartrain. But um, we're not going to focus too much on that this morning. We've got plenty of other options, including bass and, and perch. Plenty of good reports coming in from the, the freshwater guys this month. And uh, also, with the hot weather, you know what that means. Uh, the crabbing is heating up. And from the looks of it, the, the spillway hasn't affected the crabs. As far as in the bayous and in, in the marshes, those crabs are getting in the bayous and the marshes. Uh, it has affected the lake. Uh, reports out of the lake aren't so good, but those crabs are getting into the, the marshes pretty good. Uh, we've had our first week of 90-degree temperatures, and the crabbing along the side of uh, Lake Road is, is definitely reflecting the the good reports and uh that's a really good sign because we we've been we've seen crabbing in lake Pontchartrain hit rock bottom about three years ago and it slowly improved since then and now looks to be completely back so that's a release seeing the crabs back around in this area um we always get the you know where do i go crabbing questions about this time so we're going to bring on shannon bordel on later uh she operates uh bayou adventure in lacombe and she hears all the all the reports and sees the you know the crabs that they bring in as far as crabbing on lake road but uh like i said before the spillway you know it, it's it's messed up fishing pretty good um this is the longest we've seen the spillway open so the effects of this may be a little worse than than what we normally see we had a report from greg gilliott greg is over there in slidell and, and fishes the wrigley's area often he said uh he tried a few few spots this past week uh, a few drains near the wrigley's marina uh, oil well pocket in Lake Catherine and the uh, the marsh between ICW and Lake Bourne. It was only able to pick up one barely legal redfish and one speck. Um, and he adds that the uh, the bait was very scarce, no no small mullet or shrimp. He says when he when he cleaned the grass from his his trolling motor, he didn't find any small invertebrates or, or insects. So Greg thinks that the long term effects will be a little bit more than what we normally see. And um, you know, that reflects what people are reporting out there. As far as the redfish are your, your main option, but uh, the further west you go from Lake Bourne, the the, the rarer the redfish are. Um, also reports of skinnier redfish and paler redfish, and that's because of the freshwater. Those those fresh, those redfish uh, lose their color in the freshwater from that golden bronze to an almost gray color. So, Look, as far as saltwater fishing goes, your best bet's going to be the, to make the run across Lake Bourne and, and hit the Biloxi Marsh. Uh, that area really isn't on fire, but uh, it's, it's an escape from the freshwater that we're seeing from the Pearl River and the, uh, the spillway opening. Okay, let's get to a few things we're seeing here on the North Shore. Leading the pack is the amount of paddlefish being caught this month in the rivers. I've, I've been running NFR since uh, 2012, and I've never seen this many reports of paddlefish being caught. And for those who are having a hard time picturing them, they are, they're similar looking to a shark as far as the skin. 
Um, they don't have any scales, but the thing that's really wild is they have a long paddle-shaped nose, and that it looks really out of place, actually. Um, another thing about these things is they don't feed on bait fish or anything like that. They're plankton feeders, so you catch one, it's going to be by accident. I, I just talked with Jason Pittman. He was fishing a weekday tournament over there on Bayou Lacombe and snagged one. Uh, from the picture, it looks to be about five feet long, so an increase in paddlefish, and I got to think that's an effect from the fresh water in the lake. So be on the lookout for those prehistoric paddlefish in, in Lake Pontchartrain and in the rivers and the bayous across the North Shore. All right, jumping over to Sockley. Uh, we usually cover Sockley on the show, uh, the regulars, John Gilliard and Ray Miller, but the Sockley bite has tapered off quite a bit since the spawn. Uh, the reports that we get, well, these, these guys are struggling. It, it seems uh, it's, it's taken a, these fish a little while to get back into their normal pattern. And uh, what we're looking for is these fish to move out of the shallows and the dead-end canals, and they're going to move into the main rivers, the deeper water where they can set up on those submerged treetops. But I tell you, the water is going to be cleaning up on these rivers pretty good, i got to believe, with the dry re- weather we're seeing and the uh, the number of days that it's forecasted to be dry. Looking at the weather forecast, we've got another five days of um, 0% chance of rain. So you know what that means. These these rivers are going to clean up nicely. Uh, Right now we're getting reports of best 8 to 12 sockley being caught, and that's from some of the best out there. So you know if if they're struggling, it's tough. But um, look for that to change. This this dry spell, the water should be clearing up on those sockley rivers, the, the Chifuncta River, the Tangipahoa, and Bayou Lacombe. But uh, the bluegill, the bluegill is, they're still catching bluegill. Uh, spawn's tapering off, um, but we're still getting some good reports. Um, a lot of, lot of empty nests, though, out there. A lot of holes in the sand with no fish, no perch on them. So we got a report here from Jay over there in Lacombe. Uh, he made a trip to Bayou Lacombe with uh, his son, and they were doing some fly fishing for brim. Uh, they ended up with 60 bluegill. Jay says uh, there weren't any big numbers in one spot. It was more like you pick one up here and you pick one up there, but they were able to to work at it and put together a nice mess of fish. So great trip on Bayou Lacombe, fly fishing for Jay and his son. Uh, Another report here, it's another perch fishing report. It's it's another one from Bayou Lacombe. Mike uh, Manzella of Mandeville came down to Bayou Lacombe to do some perch fishing. I think uh, Mike's home river is that Chifuncta River, so... He came down and tried Bayou Lacombe for a change and picked up just enough to fry up whole. Mike says he was a, attending a crawfish boil at a friend's house and in Lacombe, and he wanted to make a quick trip to catch a few bluegill to fry up whole. Uh, he headed out and fished the shoreline. He says it was tough fishing until he finally found a bed with, with a few perch on it and ended up with a dozen. So he uh, says he also picked up a few catfish as well, crickets under a cork. So. Mike did well at Bayou Lacombe. Uh, also, one more thing of interest um, happening in Lake Bourne, the construction of uh, some some of these artificial reefs at the Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation is, is construction. Uh, should start as early as this spring. Uh, each site's going to be approximately one acre, but they plan to extend the reefs up to 10 acres at a later time. Um, and these are, you know, typical of the ones that they built out of Mandeville and Madisonville. So this should be a great attraction and uh, have a lot of fish on them in, in Lake Bourne and into the Biloxi Marsh. So that should be starting up this spring. 
Um, also, I want to mention the Aiden Foundation 8th Annual Bass Tournament to benefit the uh, foundation. It's being held today. Food, drinks, raffle prizes. Just a really good atmosphere. Uh, it's for a great cause. They're going to be fishing the East Pearl. So get on over to the Blind Tiger today uh, in Slidell and watch the watch the weigh-in later today. I believe the weigh-in's for three at the Blind Tiger. So get on over there today and join in the fun. All the all the proceeds go to the Aidens Foundation. So it's it's for a good cause. Hopefully get some good reports out of the East Pearl. They're going to be fishing that East Pearl and weighing in at the Blind Tiger today. So good luck to those gentlemen. Okay, we have a jam-packed show this morning. Like I said before, it's, it's a lot to get to. We're, we're going to talk with the tournament director of Bass Assassins, Chris Basie, and get the results from his tournament out of the East Pearl. Uh, those guys fished the Pearl, so we're going to get a report from Chris on that area. And I hate to say it, but the, the private property signs are popping up around Salt Bayou and in the lower Pearl area. So Chris is going to fill us in as to where he's he's seeing them. And, well, I guess where you can't fish no more. <laughs> Ain't there no more, huh? Can't fish there no more. <laughs> Just a frustrating situation for, for the sportsmen here in Louisiana and here on the North Shore especially. Um, we're going to have to see, you know, get some get, – get, get a few locations where those signs are popping up from Chris. Also, we're going to play thumbs up, thumbs down. I'll throw a few spots out there and see if Chris gives his approval or disapproves of a certain spot. Maybe help you out a little bit this weekend as far as where to fish. Uh, also, later on, Shannon Bordelon of, of By Adventure is going to join us, and crabbing season is here. Like I said before, the warmer weather. Uh, one of the top spots on the North Shore is Lacombe. Uh, Lake Road's got to be some of the best crabbing I've seen. Just just uh, head down the road, pull on the side of the road, and throw a few lines out and catch a few dozen crabs. It it, it really is that easy. So coming up, Shannon's going to join us to give us the scoop to see how it's going. So hang on tight through the break. Uh, we'll pick back up with the North Shore Fishing Report on more outdoors or streaming at DonTheOutdoorGuy.com. Be right back. All right, welcome back to the show. Up next, we're going to check in with Captain Andy Jones of Wicked Charters. Andy fishes Lake Pontchartrain and all parts east. Uh, he's stationed out of Mandeville, but sometimes utilizes that island marina, uh, marina over there in Lake Catherine when he's fishing further east. Andy targets the normal fish, your speckled trout, redfish, uh, flounder, but also walks on the wild side a bit. Andy fishes the lake for those uh, monster garfish, those bull shark and bull reds. Uh, he runs his big fish big fish trips. Uh, hopefully he's got a, a few big fish stories for this, us this morning. Uh, everybody loves a big fish story, huh? <laughs> so we'll check in with Andy right now. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Keith. How are you? I am doing just fine. Memorial Day weekend, doing any fishing today? Man, we are out. We've got the Cook family on board, and... Uh... We have had a, a really nice bite this morning, but uh, we, we're struggling to get the big, the bigger fish. We got a lot of small, small redfish and catfish, one sheephead. But uh, yeah, having fun, man, on a beautiful morning and a great weekend. Absolutely. Oh yeah, winds look very calm. It's nice and smooth out there, huh? Yeah, it's a, it's probably the nicest wind day we've had in, in several weeks. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, and the winds have been brutal. Um, what area are y'all fishing? How far east to go? Uh, we're over here. Yeah, we're over here in Lacombe today. Um, 
and we'll be we'll be fishing here uh, probably most of the day today, and uh, see if this bite picks up, gets a little better. We might run over to the trussels. Um, we may even hit the causeway. Oh wow, brave man! Hey, what's the uh, what's the water? <laughs> what's the water look like across you know, the area? The I know you pretty, do a lot of fishing. It, it, it was pretty this morning. It's been dirty, dirty. Uh, then kind of stained, tainted. Uh, you know, we've been running a lot of trips here. A lot of alligator guard trips and uh, some some good redfish mixed in with that. But uh, the water's real pretty today. We've had that that east wind, southeast wind, and um, it's uh, it's cleaned it up pretty good. Andy, uh, you just about abandoned all hope for speckled trout uh, as far as you know uh, west of of the Biloxi Marsh, I guess, huh? I'm I'm pretty sure there's most wanted pictures out for those speckled yeah. trout. I think I think we're seeing their pictures in the post office now. Uh, not, I'm not hearing anybody. Yeah, I'm not I'm not hearing anybody catching any uh, in this area or you know in Slidell or anything um, to speak of. Uh, redfish bite's been pretty good to kind of make up for that. But, yeah, they have, you know, Shell Beach, Delacroix, they've had their days. Uh, Hopedale, they've had their days. Uh, it seems like the further south you go, you know, they've been a little more consistent. Um, and, and you still hear an occasional guy getting a few over here. Uh, but nothing nothing to ride home about. Right, right. And I tell you what, these redfish are, are bold. They'll push, they'll push far into that, that fresh water. We had a report of gentleman caught three redfish out of uh bayou cane so that's that's pretty far west um i know that that, that river has, has touched that area i don't know how far up river he caught them but uh you you know you can see the pictures and they're pale 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 it's funny what that fresh water does to them yeah yeah they are they, we're seeing a wide variety of color of the fish that's for sure um exactly what you were talking about earlier going from that bronze to that real silver uh, we had we had some guys on from Texas the other day, and they could have sworn that was a farm raised redfish. They caught it with silver. <laughs> you sure you don't have farm raised? No, it's just some water. It's just, no need to do that here. <laughs> yeah, not with yep. the redfish. Now, Andy, I saw a report where you caught an Asian carp or a silver carp in your cast net. What? Uh, what about that? Have you been seeing more of those? Normally we see, you know, normally we see that when the spillway opens, but um, you say you've been catching more of those lately, huh? Yeah, it was kind of an unusual catch for me. Um, I had, I've never seen one in person. And uh, so it was, it was a little bit of a surprise for sure. And we got that over to the biologist I haven't heard back from them, but uh, it was only about eight inches long. It's kind of unusual. Like I said, I've never seen one before, but it was it was definitely identified as Asian carp. They grow to about um, 60 pounds, and that silver carp is the jumper. So it oh, was definitely kind of interesting. Yep. Okay. Describe what, what, what led you when uh, you said you emptied the cast net and you could see a difference in it, huh? I do. Yeah, I've seen enough in pictures. I had never seen one in person before, but I, you know, I've studied them a little bit, and I had a general knowledge of what they look like. And when we uh, when we got it, I was like, you know, hold the phone, let me see that. And I was like, man, I'm 95% sure 
And, you know, they've, they're in different parts of Louisiana. They've started showing up, but we haven't really had them. And people mistake some of our shads because we do have shad to jump for that Asian carp. But um, these Asian carp can grow up to, the silver ones can grow up to 60 pounds. So uh-huh. it's, a, it's definitely different than, than the shad. Yeah, those eyeballs look like they're placed lower, and that mouth yeah. mouth's almost yeah. as high as the eyeballs, huh? Yeah, yeah, mouth is up, and they're just they're they're really aggressive feeders. Yeah. So uh, all right, Andy, let's, let's talk uh, big fish here. I know you're running uh, your Kraken trips, and we haven't talked about the name Kraken in a while. So for the listeners who don't know what Kraken are, why don't you why don't you fill them in right quick? Well, uh, the the Kraken is, you know, we were over here uh, in the, in Lake Pontchartrain. We hooked into an absolute monster, and uh, we fought that fish for about 30, 40 minutes, and uh, it ended up, we got close to, close to the boat. It had about a seven-foot wake, I kid you not, behind it. It was an absolute monster, and it ended up parting the hook uh, instead of breaking the line. You know, line went soft. We brought it in. I was like, man, he cut us off. He broke us off. Well, we got it up, and he had parted that eight-odd hook, and my, my, my son turned to me and goes, what was that, Dad? And I said, that's the Kraken, man. <laughs> and the Kraken, the Kraken was born, and uh, we've been hunting him ever since, man. And it's just uh, the alligator gar trips have been phenomenal this year. We have one six-foot-six fish with uh, a two-and-a-half-foot girth, um, really great, great fish. And uh, we've got a lot of fours and fives. Um, it's been a ton of fun. We have not got a bull shark yet this year. We're wait, we're still waiting for our first bull to show over here. Um, kind of surprised we haven't seen that. Uh, not sure if it's the bait issue. Uh, I know I know they don't mind the fresh water, but we haven't seen the mullet run that we typically see. And I think those big females come in, you know, with that food source. Um, so we're still waiting for that. I know I heard a couple reports over Wrigley's area that they started seeing some, so maybe that's going to come on here pretty soon. Yep, possible that they're following the bait, and from the reports, the bait is very scarce out there. Uh, you don't see it's mullet not, or anything. It's not what it's been years past, that's for sure. It's uh, it's down. You know, people see some. Oh man, we got a mullet run. I'm like, eh, we got a few mullet. This isn't what I would consider a mullet run. You know? Right, right. And, and, and you know, they're just there's some, but they're still tiny. And are you seeing uh, any paddlefish out there, man? I can't believe the reports of paddlefish we're getting lately. Yeah, I have not seen them. <laughs> I have not seen them, but I'm, I'm I'm keeping up with that, and I think that's fascinating and it's very interesting. You know, years ago, two two, two years ago, uh, I saw them out on the causeway. And then I saw a guy catch one over in uh, Eden Isles or Lakeshore States. Um, Louis Peretti caught one over there. And then, yeah, seeing these, it's kind of wild. Yeah, and surprised I did a little research. I think it's a two-daily two, uh, limit in Louisiana paddlefish. I didn't even think it was legal to keep them. Yep, very good. Very good to eat. Um. Anything else I'm leaving out? Um, what about what about those bridges? Any of you you picked apart those bridges lately, or, or what? Yeah, uh, good reports as of yesterday. As a matter of fact, on the on the trussels in Highway 11, man, uh, 
got a, got a, some good reports over that way. So, you know, uh, you know, those fish are starting to show up over there. A lot of redfish. Um, again, that's been it primarily no trout again, but, uh-huh. uh, uh-huh. that's, that seems to be, you know, Lake Catherine was real quiet there for a couple of months and now they're, they're starting to get, get a, a lot of redfish in and around the points again over there. So, uh, Starting to see a few catches come in there. That's going to be be good for Lake Catherine. Hopefully, they're bouncing back. Uh, Andy, you're along the shoreline, I guess, around Bayou Lacombe. What, what are y'all throwing in, and what y'all set up? We're pretty much uh, live shrimp today. We've got some mullet, but um, yeah, we're just we're just running in and out, and just trying to trying to get on a good bite. We've had kind of a mixture, uh, a lot of smaller fish. So um, hopefully, mm-hmm. we can size up a little bit here before the end of the day. All right. Anything else I'm leaving out, Andy? Now, Keith, uh, look forward to it. It looks like the Gar Rodeo is coming up in August. They're talking about that, uh, getting that ready. And uh, I've got some young men I think I want to sponsor for uh, some of your bass tournaments we got coming up. So I need to get with you on that. All right. Sounds good. Nothing wrong with the bass fishing around this area. <laughs> no, no. They've been having fun with it. No problem there. All right, Andy, where can some folks get some information about booking a trip? Hey, you go to North Shore Fishing Report right there. The NorthShoreFishingReport.com is the best place. We've got our banner on there. They can find all their information for fishing the North Shore. And uh, everything they need is one-stop shop right there. All right. Any plans for Memorial Day? Uh, Just giving thanks for those who gave all, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. Don't forget what it's all about. That's it. All right, Andy. Keep on keeping on, man. It'll get better. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. We're going to get on it, man. God bless everybody and have a great weekend. Take care, Andy. Be safe. Bye-bye. All right, Andy Jones right there. Wicked charter catching those big fish or trying to catch the elusive Kraken, huh? <laughs> It was a lot of fun out there, and, man, they catch some monster fish. So uh, Andy is making the best of a situation out in the lake with the opening of the spillway for the second time. Hopefully that thing will be closed soon and we get back to normal here. All right, up next we're going to talk a little bass fishing, freshwater fishing on the North Shore. Nothing wrong with that these days. Plenty of bass, perch, and catfish being caught. So we'll check in with the tournament director for Bass Assassins, Chris Basie. And uh, he'll review his latest tournament, and we'll talk a little bit about the rest of the tournament scene here on the North Shore and also see if Chris can point us in the right direction as far as where to catch some bass this weekend. So keep it tuned right here. We'll check in with Chris. You're listening to the North Shore Fishing Report on More Outdoors. And welcome back to the North Shore Fishing Report. Last hour we covered uh, saltwater fishing, if you can call it that right now, with Andy Jones. And uh, up next we're going to talk bass fishing. Chris Basie joins us this morning. Chris runs the Bass Assassins Tournament here on the North Shore, and he's an avid bass fisherman in the rivers and the tributaries that uh, run into lake into the lake here on the North Shore. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Keith. How you been doing? I am doing just just fine. Are you fishing today? Yeah, well, I'm actually out here right now getting some footage for the next CB Bassin. So. CB Bassin, putting a lot of effort into that. Great program. I can find that on YouTube or NorthShoreFishingReport.com. But, Chris, let's talk a little bit about that tournament you had on the East Pearl. Uh, what does that river look like, first of all? <laughs> <A> mud hole. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to ask me that question? <laughs> <laughs> that's well, that's an easy answer on that one. Uh, a mud hole, looks, huh? It almost looks like I had my razor across it. It's so muddy. Uh, Man. We we were supposed to get Crawford's that tournament, and it was at 17 feet, so we decided to move it to East Pearl. And, man, when I got to the launch, you know, it was all the way to the top of the dock. Like, normally you had to step down in your boat. Now you had to step up in your boat. So <laughs> it's very oh, unusual oh, oh. for that river to be that high. But uh, it, it was what, what fish were taken out of that? What was what, what some of the bags taken? Uh, Jay Jay Breland ended up with a good bag with nine pounds and four ounces, and he won it. You know, and he had a four seven in there. Uh, also, they had. I'm trying to remember. I think it was Roger who had a four six also. So they had a few big fish caught. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it was it was it was still tough. And uh, from what I understand, these fish were all caught way back in like little pockets. Uh, I completely yeah. missed that pattern. Yeah, I missed that pattern and failed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know, huh? <laughs> and now I know. <laughs> so, yeah, Chris, mean. looking at uh, looking at the tournament scene and judging from what you're seeing out there, as far as not just specifically the Pearl, but the Chafonka and all the other rivers, um, those big fish have pretty much moved down into the deeper areas, and things are getting back to normal with the, the normal summer pattern, huh? They're getting there, uh, but not yet. Uh, it's been lately a pretty much what you want, whatever you want to do kind of deal, you know, shallow or deep. And mm-hmm. like the tournament we had here on Chifonka, I talked to Jake McCutcheon, and he said that he had no fish, that he caught no fish less than 20 foot of water. Well, I caught nothing okay. in more than 20 feet of water that day. So it was kind of a whatever you wanted to do kind of deal. But mm-hmm. I Yesterday, I spent some time out here, and I noticed a lot of uh, a lot of shad, balls of shad that are still in the back in the pockets, and okay. they're going to start moving out. They're kind of ganging together now, and they're going to start moving out to the main river. So here shortly, it will be nothing but the main river. That's where you're going to catch them at. So, uh, Chris, you bring up shad. Uh, we got a report from JB. Uh, he went out uh, Friday, caught only caught two bass. Uh, it's just the water on. Uh, I think he was by Lacombe. Still looked a little murky, but um, he saw some shad jumping on and off lily pads. It was a disc-shaped fish, about two to three inches long, uh, and he says it looked more like a spawning ritual rather than being chased. Um, he said every once in a while a bass would tear into him, but he noticed they would jump up on the lily pad and jump back down. You ever you ever witness any of this? You know what that is? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, it's it is they're being not really chased, but if you ever you see the underwater footage of like a a fish in the Caribbean when a fish goes by a big ball of fish, they all kind of scatter right quick. Well, mm-hmm. if one, if in, in that ball of shad, if one of them gets scared or spooked, they all jump. So that fish might be a foot away from them, just swimming through the lilies, but all of a sudden, every one of them will jump when they see them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they'll jump and then someone will land up on the on the lily pad and have to flop off by uh, accident. But, right? Yeah, they're doing that yeah. by accident, pretty much. They're trying to get away from what they think is a threat, and they almost kill themselves on the lily pad. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the frog eats them. <laughs> yeah. So, 
choose your poison, I, I guess. Saw that, I saw that video you made. Uh, you were out at Chifuncta discussing the private waters issue. It was a great piece on your C.D. Bassin show. Uh, talk a little bit about what you're seeing as far as the Pearl River goes. Uh, the Pearl River, uh, most of it is, is closed off. I mean, you can't really get too many places without seeing a posted keep-out sign. And uh, and the other day I noticed when I was over there, I know I even noticed a posted sign in a bunch of posted signs in a national or a wildlife refuge. So I don't know what's going on there, but it just seems like they're really? going around putting things everywhere, you know. So I don't know. So a, what? So so you got the normal wildlife refuge sign, and you got a posted over it or on top of it or on it? Yeah, on the same post. Yeah. On the same post, saying keep out? Yep. Well, uh, that's that's conflicting there. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, so I can go in there, huh? Yeah, so that's, it, it's getting kind of out of hand. You know, before long, there's going to be nothing we can fish down there. So it, it's getting pretty out of hand. So. Yeah, well, that's a great video. You can find that at NorthShoreFishingReport.com as well. But, uh, Chris, let's talk about this weekend. Uh, as far as finding some bass, where where can we where where, where are you going to point us today? Well, uh, I'd probably say stay away from this river. <laughs> it's been pretty rough lately, and uh, it's a lot of traffic these next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Bayou Liberty probably be a pretty good deal right now. Uh, if you get the falling tide like it's falling right now, you uh, you get a pretty good bite in Palm Lake Bayou and all that. Uh, the east is still high. The west is still high, so I'd stay away from those. It's kind of limited this weekend on where you could find some good fishing. Uh, okay. Bayou uh, Fuca, possibly even Bayou Lacombe. On the river here, Chifuncta, you'll get some fish, but it's not going to be the norm, you know, for Chifuncta River. And that's where you are right now at Chifuncta? Yeah, I'm out here on the river right now. Yeah. What what's what's the water look like? It's murky, uh it's falling and all these the grass and lilies seem to be dying. Uh I got word yesterday that they went around spraying. So I'm thinking everything's dying and it's kinda changing right now, so the fish are kinda confused right now. Well, Chris, let's play thumbs up, thumbs down. We're gonna we're gonna bring you to a few spots, and then you can give us a thumbs up or thumbs down and how to fish that certain area. All right, so we're gonna launch at Bayou Bayou Liberty Marina. We're gonna head south and fish that marshy area where kind of where Liberty and and Bonfuca meet. Fish those cuts for bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a thumbs up this morning because the tide's falling right now, and I guess tomorrow morning you'll be able to catch a falling tide. So that's a good thumbs up for that area. Thumbs up for that. Okay. Uh, Madisonville Bridge, let's see. Let's, let's go to Madisonville Bridge. We'll head north, and we'll fish that main river where the interstate uh, goes over it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that where you are now? <laughs> <laughs> I actually launched there, yeah. But uh, it, I'm going to give it a, kind of a sideways thumb on that one because, like I said, there are fish here. You'll still catch some, but mm-hmm. it's not, a you know, the normal river that, it's usually pretty good right now, but it's not. So 
Yeah, I'm gonna give Plus it a it's a Trafalgar. Plus, <laughs> Plus it's a Trafalgar. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, give it about an hour. Right, well, be pretty bad. <laughs> one more, Chris. Launch at Main Main Street, Bayou Lacombe. Head south and fish the Main River uh, from the Trace Bridge south. Mm-hmm. I'll give that area a thumbs up. That'll be a good area right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throw some frogs. Well, 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 I, morning. I was about to ask you, what, throwing those frogs, huh? Yeah, throwing definitely frogs in the lilies. Uh, if you get a, a spot without lilies between the pads, uh, chatterbaits and spinnerbaits, those will work good, too. All right, Chris. Well, what's up for Bass Assassins Tournament? Our next one will be at Bayou Liberty Marina, and that'll be next Sunday on the 2nd. Okay. All right. Well, good luck out of there, um, and, and give us give us a report. I'll be waiting on the results. And I uh, see you you won a tournament lately, huh? You did, which way did you win? On a Trafunta? Where was that that you I saw you win? It was here on the Trafunta, yeah. Here on the Trafunta. Okay. Yep. Spending a lot of time on the Trafunta. That's what you need to do to, to master that river. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've come to like it People call me crazy I've come to like this river And it's right down the road from my house So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, Pittman uh, likes it too And you, you, people have been known to call Pittman crazy too <laughs> I, yeah, I agree with that <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you got any plans for Memorial Day? Uh, just get out here and enjoying my passions Because that's why, we, you know that's why we observe Memorial Day for these people who gave it all for so we can have this freedom to enjoy our passion. So that's why I'm right. out here. Don't let, don't let it get lost in the celebration, you know. Remember what, what we're doing it for. That's right. Well, all right, Chris. Uh, anything else I'm leaving out here? That's about it. Just be careful out here this weekend. Yeah, especially on your phone. To... All right, take care, Chris. Enjoy yourself, man. Be safe. Thank you, Keith. All right, Chris Basie right there talking fast fishing, fast scene, uh, getting more back to a normal pattern, get these rivers back to normal, and uh, get everything back into a normal pattern. And uh, But uh, we're going to get some more reports coming in on the on the website, and I'm sure they're going to improve with, with the next week. All right, up after the break, that's about that time. The temperatures are heating up, and like clockwork, those grabbing reports start coming out on, on NFR. Uh, everyone is looking for to catch some crabs. Fortunately, here on the North Shore, it's easy to do. We have so many bayous that offer good marshy area where those crabs come in around this time. Uh, got a few places to try, Lake Road and Salt, Salt Bayou. Uh, Shannon Borlawn is going to join us up next from Bayou Adventures. She's going to give us a report from Lake Road. So be back right after this. You're listening to the North Shore Fishing Report on More Outdoors. And welcome back to the North Shore Fishing Report on More Outdoors. You know, it seems uh, things are constantly changing here on the North Shore. It's it's almost like with each month that comes, one thing heats up, whether it's sockeye fishing, uh, bass fishing, speckled trout, redfish. It seems like with every turn of the page of the calendar, there's something new that, that fishermen are chasing. And that comes from the lake being an estuary, you know, fluctuating back from fresh to salt and, and vice versa. Uh, and with the recent warm-up we're seeing uh, – the 90-degree temperatures we're seeing, there's something new to catch, and that is those blue crabs that uh, Lake Pontchartrain has been known for. So up next, we're going to chat with Shannon Bordelon, because if anyone knows where the crabs are biting, it's Shannon. Shannon runs Bayou Adventure in Lacombe right off of Lake Road and has been there for years. So 
she's seen the good years and the bad. Shannon, welcome to the show. I hope you have some good news for us, us crabbers out there. Oh, good morning. Yes, I got good news. The water's going down. Amen. <laughs> so, y'all can Shannon, get out there today. Like... Go catch some crabs. I feel like, you know, we've been on a roller coaster ride as far as the crabbing goes. Uh, we get a lot of crabbing reports, and for years I was really scared. The crab, the crabs were uh, at low numbers, I want to say around 2016, probably the worst year, I would say. Does that line up with what you're seeing? 2016 was pretty bad? You know, we've been in this together, Keith, all these years, and um, we've had all these conversations. We've shared our concerns, and, uh, you know, we listen to all of our fishermen and crabbers and hear – their reports and their concerns, and 2016 was just bad, you know. So yeah. <laughs> we are on the up now. That's a few years ago, and, um, you know, we, we're concerned about, like, Pontchartrain now with the spillway, and I, you know, I'm concerned about our commercial crabbers. The lake is not plentiful with commercial crabs right now. For people that have all their traps that they're running, they're just not seeing the catch because the crabs moved into the marsh, you know. The water's high. The, they're, they're, they're still looking for um some cleaner water, and that means that they're in Bayou Lacombe. So they, they well, that's a good some thing for you, number that, right? And number that's a yeah. good thing for you know for the for the crabbers, the, the recreational crabbers. But like you said, the commercial crabbing is not uh, good. But I tell you what, last year those commercial crabbers had a good year, huh? As far as the mid lake around, you know, they out found, in the lake, away you know, from the shoreline. That's that's what's so wonderful about Lake Pontchartrain. It's you know it's strong. It, it bounces back and and you know it's going to come back and we know it will. Um, so you know I know that it's going to pick up again for them. Uh, but you know for right now, yes, for the recreational crabbers, for the families that want to get out there, individuals, whoever wants to get out down Lake Road right now, it's a perfect weekend to get out there and do it. They're there. And when uh, I'm telling absolutely. you, like, the crabs are beautiful. They're catching number twos, number ones. Um, they're all in, they're in, they're in around the mouth of Biocombe and in the marsh. So they're plentiful to catch right off the lake road right now. Absolutely. And Shannon, going back to that slump we saw a few years back, um, you know, I, I run NorthShoreFishingReport.com, so we concentrate on the North Shore, but it, it was really all of Southeast Louisiana struggling a few years back. What's your thoughts on that? You, you think that's BP related? Well, again, that, you know, going back to our concerns, we did see a dip, and it wasn't just in 2016. We did see it for a while, and it wasn't just here. It was it was everywhere. You know, we, we saw a dip in fishing. We saw a dip in crabs. And now that I, I believe, you know, we've got so many years behind us now with the BP spill, um, I believe that it's, we're starting to, you know, get a healthy amount back in again. The fish are showing up. Now, I mean, not the speckle trout. We aren't going to go there. But, um, uh-huh. but, yeah, the fish, are, the fish are showing up, and the crabs are, are plentiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people say it was that spill because it affected the, the flounder, too, and maybe that's something you know, with the spawning. But let's talk about right now uh, how easy it is to fish on Lake Road. We we, we utilize uh, Lake Road. We stop there by adventure, pick up our supplies. Um, but Lake Road, out of all the spots to crab on the North Shore, I, I think it's got to be the best. Um, you know, you just pull right down the road, pull on the side, throw the, the uh, lines in, and you can catch two dozen crabs with these. Um, what are you seeing out there as far as – my question is, lines or nets? Shannon, what's better? Well, you know, people are always going to do their, their drop nets, and we have them for everybody that wants to. But to me, I'm a turkey neck on a string girl, and I've got my scoop <laughs> net, and I just pull them up that way. And I tell everybody to go catch 
you know, if you go set like, you know, a dozen lines out, tie them to your rear view mirror, tie it to the door handle, tie it to a rock, you know, um, throw them all out there. And then and it's so fun for the kids because it's constantly interactive. You know, they always think, even if they don't have a crab on the end, they think they got one. So you're out there scooping, scooping, scooping all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, I've seen really, that with my girls. <laughs> and that's what that, we love when the kids go down there, you know. And sometimes fishing, if they don't catch anything right away, they're done. You know, the little ones, they just don't have the attention yeah. span. But just crabbing, it is, it is so much fun. It's exciting. So even if they aren't catching something, they're looking at the bucket at the ones that they did catch, you know. <laughs> they're playing with yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. And that, like you said, with those lines, they'll look at that line and they'll stare at it so hard they think they're they're uh, it's moving. And uh, I thought one was on it, but I like when those crabs are biting so so heavy that they they can't keep can up. Like one string goes in, out. I mean, these the kids, are, yeah, they're just jumping from string to string. And I tell you what, it, it really is. I always tell people it's it's really underrated. And if you get out there with with your kids and just let them loose, it's just so easy. You know, my kids tie up the strings to the uh, the grass that's growing on the side of the road. They'll get a clump yeah. together and just tie it real tight, and it, that grass holds. So they literally don't even have anything to tie it to. It's just the, the, the uh, grass out there. It's so yeah. easy. And, and, you know, you to bring back, you know, two dozen crabs, and you really can't beat that. Especially big like they are now. That's a good meal. So y'all have, you said you mentioned they had a field trip or something out there for some kids? Oh, we had um, – up New Orleans school, these kids have never been fishing and crabbing before, and we had the pleasure of taking, like, 50 kids out, not all at the same time, thank God, but it was, we divided <laughs> them up between the morning group and the afternoon group, and they had a blast. It was um, it was a joy to watch that. You know, we love to share what we do here, and we love to share it with visitors. And, you know, we could, half the people that come here aren't even from Louisiana, and we get to share that joy. And they're, they're thrilled. You know, they catch one crab, they're tickled. But these kids did pretty good. You know, we had our staff and some volunteers that came out, and they were catching fish, they were catching crabs, and they went back to Fountain Blue State Park, and they, they boiled the crabs, and they all got to eat them for the first time. And they sent us so many thank you cards and everything for just sharing that experience with them, that they're going to remember that for the That's rest of their great. lives. And I hope they grow up and, start, you know, come back. That's great. That's fantastic. And, you know, you say you got a lot of out-of-town folks that come through there. I bet that, that re- helps remind you guys of just how, how good you have it there as far as us in South Louisiana, you know, because we kind of get used to things. Um, you know, we get picky, like, oh, it's another redfish. I want a speckled trout. But I tell you what, people from around the country, when they come down here, it's like, whoa, you know, this is just anything that catches is just fantastic. So I, I bet that humbles you quite quick, huh? Oh, it is It is our pleasure. It is our pleasure, truly. And then especially when we get to take them out kayaking, um, we do those sunset guided paddles on Cane Bayou. And the first time you see somebody that doesn't live here and they see an alligator, they're, at first they're a little, they're a little nervous. Um, but then they come back, and it was just a thrilling experience for them. They feel like they kind of conquered a fear. And they're proud, and you're proud of them. And, it was, you know, it's, we love to share it. We love to share it with everybody. I yeah, hope you we never do take a great job. Um, okay, let's, let's move off of crabbing. Bayou Lacombe, they got some perch fishing going on, bass fishing. That succulate bite's just about over with as far as the spawn, huh? I don't know about that. Um, I don't know that it's just about <laughs> over with. I mean, they, we folk suckers, just, they just keep biting. Um, we had some guys came in this morning, said they caught some more this morning. So 
Really? I don't know when they're going to turn off, but let's just enjoy it while they're still here. <laughs> Mr. Green is over there. He was here just a few minutes ago. You know, he's a staple here. He's he's a fixture, so he's in at some yeah. point just about every day. All right. And he's still doing All his right. seminars here on Thursdays. Yes, I was going to ask. That's uh, still every Thursday, huh? Thursday at 5 o'clock, 5 to about 6.30. And, um, you know, he's usually got a topic he wants to talk about, but he he lets everybody ask their questions, and he'll go wherever y'all want to go with the conversation. He just feels like he wants to share this wealth of information he's accumulated throughout his life and these tips and secrets, and half the time he ends up taking the people that show up to his seminars fishing with him. Yeah, and he does a great job. That's what I was about to say. He brings people fishing, uh, you know, the Somebody's asking questions. He's like, well, I'll just take you and show you. Yeah, <laughs> That's he does. He does. That is very rare. Well, Shannon, any new stories? I know you had a what, you, one day you had a snapping turtle walk through the door, you told me. <laughs> any new stories? <laughs> like, you got a cast of characters over there by adventure. Well, we say if you're not a character, you stand out around here. But, um, you know, that's <laughs> nothing nothing quite that, uh, that, that exciting right now. Um, except we do have news to share. Um, we are the first public-private partnership in the state. Um, we partnered with the state of Louisiana, and now we are opening our second location inside Fountain Blue State Park. Um, we started with our kayak rentals at, at Cane Bayou, and we're going to be opening up a, another location for Bayou Adventure inside Fountain Blue State Park as well. So that's all in the works. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. That's, that's kept us pretty busy lately. Oh, congratulations. That's going to be great. That is going to be great. You guys need to be there. You're always running there back and forth with the kayaks anyway. You might as well have a place right right there. (laughs) Well, Shannon, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Anything else that that you notice over there? Oh, well, you know, it's a beautiful day. I think it's going to be a great weekend. We hope everybody gets out and they're safe on the water. Um, Look out for each other and just make sure that uh, everybody wears their life jackets. You know, we're sticklers on that. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Shannon. Happy Memorial Day. Thanks. You too, Keith. Thanks, y'all. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show this morning. Uh, the North Shore Fisher Report. Hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank Andy Jones of Wicked Charters for joining us. Trying to figure out that lake with all the fresh water in there. Uh, also, Chris Basie talking a little bass fishing. And you just heard it right there, Shannon Bordelon. We'll pick back up every last Saturday of the month on the North Shore Fishing Report. If you're heading down the water today, good luck, and I hope you have a great Memorial Day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.